Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. As the Goliverse continues to revive itself on this Marathon Day 2018, we bring back to you the Rockingest Podcast in the land. This is Rock Out Loud, our celebration of all things rock and roll, all things that we love, all the things that, well, it just jams. I am Steve Gawson, and along with me, of course, all the way up on the East Coast, She's back in the Goliverse with us. It is the uh, the rockinest chick in all the land, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen in Jersey. What's up, Kristen? Hi, everybody. And because you know, I am a Jersey girl. I gotta say, Fly Eagles Fly this weekend. Flap Eagles Flap. <laughs> They're playing the Vikings, correct? They are. Yes. Yeah, so me and Rod, once again, bitter enemies. Oh man. <laughs> and after after all the hard work that went into your friendship, I know you, you're it's just like football just tears us apart. <laughs> it's it's like you work. See, he worked so hard to be your friend, and now the stupid Vikings had to get had to have a miracle play and a terribly missed tackle to get into the playoffs. But that's okay because I would almost rather play them. Well, I heard someone say it's going to be the battle of the two worst quarterbacks in the league. Oh, my God, I know. Like, why? Why can't we have nice things and just, you know, have our, like, star star boy quarterback? Well, why? Well, why? Welcome to Sports Talk on Rock Out Loud, everybody. Um, we, we always do a little bit of this. That's right. Now, hockey season starts when? It already started. Yeah, and again. we're like... Yeah, we're like halfway through the season-ish, and um, Eric Mendrosa's number got retired last night, and I was there, and I almost cried. Did you cry? Okay, I was my next question is, did you cry? (laughs) Um, And and how are your Flyers doing? Um, as always, we're kind of that middle of the road. We have 50 points. We won yesterday in overtime, which was great, and we beat the Maple Leafs, which is even better. Um, but yeah, we're not like great, but we're also not awful. But we're, I feel like we're worse than we should be. Okay. Well, you know, I texted you back in December. Uh, the local high school football team around here, uh, they play their games down on a stadium uh, here in town uh, that's near Broad Street in Rome, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so they are the Rome Wolves, but they call themselves the Broad Street Bullies. No. Yeah, I didn't think you'd like that at all. No, there's only one. There's only and there only ever will be one, and it will only ever be that team. Well, here's the thing: I feel like that if they were paying homage to that team, it's one thing. But I imagine that none of the players, and I dare say coaches, <laughs> know what the Broad Street Bullies really are. Mm. I dare say that myself, someone who's not really a hockey fan at all, could go and school them 
on the Broad Street Bullies and be like, so you guys, I don't feel like you're playing tough enough to actually call yourselves this. No, I'd be like, um, there's a little documentary I would like to show you yeah. before you go and call yourself <laughs> the Broad Street Bullies. I know we're supposed to be watching film on next week's team. However... <laughs> let's have a history lesson, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this isn't quite a 30 for 30, but it might as well be. Here you go. <laughs> it's only an hour. Your like teeny little brains you know, will be able to handle it. Right. Yeah, and they start and calling. And a lot of punching. And they start calling me coach and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not your coach. I'm just a concerned citizen. <laughs> this just can't go on any further. That's right. That's right. Um, well, Kristen, we've got a lot of catching up to do, and do. and a lot of stuff going on. Before we get into all that, uh, a couple of things. First of all, I want to thank everyone who's already donated over at geekoutonline.com/cure. Of course, this is our goaliverse for Cure Marathon taking place today, and good to see everyone who's been listening and we appreciate all the interaction we've been having and um and i I think what we're going to have after this episode is some post episode interactions Kristen. i think we're going to have some emails probably sent our way and um i I don't know how much controversy there will be (laughs) after today but yes uh, there may be some emphasis on the wrong syllables but I, i i do imagine there may be some vocal uh, listeners after after we get through with our episode day because on this episode we are going to have our inaugural inductees this is the first ever class of inductees into the rock out loud hall of fame dun 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 yeah so uh it's going to be going to be huge it's going to be big and we're we're really looking forward to it we have awards. We have people here ready to accept these awards. I mean, you sent out those emails, right, Steve? Uh, mm. oh. We're going to be accepting on behalf of a lot of people today, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I will proudly display all these awards in my house. And here to accept on behalf of is Kristen. <laughs> have you got all your speeches ready? <laughs> I do. I have statistics. I have facts. And more Great. importantly than all that, I have passion there you go there you go um someone else who has passion is jamie he's emailed us since our last episode yay and, i'm coming back to your country uh, yeah jamie over in the uk says first off i would like to say thank you for reading out my email on the one hint wonders episode it made my day seeing as we're coming into the christmas season this was back before christmas by the way i would like to say how amazing christmas time don't let the bells end by the darkness is bon jovi also has two great christmas songs Although I have to admit, it is not really uh, it is not really the Christmas spirit I love. Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues featuring Christy McCall on a different note. I recently went to see Thor Ragnarok and the use of, sorry Kristen, Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song whenever <laughs> Thor used his lightning was perfect. Steve, have you seen this film? What are your opinions on it? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I have recently discovered two new bands, one called Kicks. Mm-hmm. And the other is called Y&T, which I believe stands for Yesterday and Tomorrow. Yes. You... Steve! Oh, my God! Well, this is in the email. I Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you said that, and I no. was like, wow, super impressed. But I'm even more impressed by the 15-year-old that pulled that out. There you go. <laughs> Kristen, I must thank you once again for helping me fall in love with Def Leppard. Anytime, my friend. His favorite song, he says, is Animal, because me, my dad, and my brother really jam out to it in the car. Uh, what can you tell me about Kicks? I feel like I know Kicks. 
Um, well, Kicks had they're from Baltimore. That's like their mm-hmm. big thing. They're like the band from Baltimore. And um, like their big song was Don't Close Your Eyes, which is like a power ballad about not committing suicide. Oh, is this um, the old is this this is an old eighties band? Yeah, like Don't 80s metal. Close yeah. Your eyes. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they yeah, had yeah. Cold Blood. If you ever like it like I it's not quite the dancing pumpkin man. But Kicks have a video for a song called Body Talk that is quite possibly the worst music video in the history of time. Um, and there's like aerobicizing and like jazzercising and then like weird performance. It's awful, but it makes me laugh every time. So um, if we haven't looked at that already, look at that. And this is and what is the what is the name of that video again? Body Talk. Body Talk. All right. And uh, here we go. And all right, this is. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my Lanta! This is like '80s. It's everything Kristen said it was. <laughs> and the band is coming in into an aerobics class. Yeah, this is definitely worth your time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, and there's a talk box in there for the chorus, so. Wow. It's like as 80s as it gets. Yeah, okay, now, yeah, the Don't Close Your Eyes, I definitely remember that song. Yeah. Um, now, Y&T, is this another one that I'm going to not know? Um, you, well, <clears throat> the, the big song, I mean, I honestly don't know a lot of Y&T. Mm-hmm. Like, the big, huge song that you would probably know is Summertime Girls. Okay, then I, I, it doesn't sound familiar. If but, you listen to it, you might know it. But it does look like an old 80s video, by the way. Of course. And this is the video. Someone's walking up the beach here. Checking some things out. Whoa. Someone just popped out of the trash can. Someone's coming out of some rocks. Oh, my gosh. All these guys. What? A, who thought up the concept of this video? Man on the beach with a metal detector. And he found metal. <laughs> I have no recollection of this song. Wow! That's actually yeah. surprising. I have no recollection of this song. So I... But yeah. I tell you what, I'm digging their outfits on this thing. I'm digging their hair. Are they wearing, um, like, leather on the beach? Or there's a bunch of girls wearing leather on the beach? Well, they're wearing, like, swim trunks and leather jackets. Okay. Uh, one that, guy's, would be, that would have been me. One guy's got some overalls on. And, uh, yeah, then all the good-looking girls are showing up on the beach. There's some girls in leather on the beach. Okay. There's Kristen's I, I crew. knew that leather played, and, like, everyone's like, Yeah. no, you would never. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jamie goes on to say, you also pointed me in the direction, Kristen, of the legend that is Bruce Springsteen. Yeah! <laughs> he says, anyway, guys, love the show and can't wait for the next episode. Oh, by the way, I've been on an Iron Maiden listening spree, and I just wondered 
If you guys have heard their 18-minute ep- 18-minute epic, Empire of the Clouds, from their 2015 album Book of Souls. I have not. I have not either. I don't know that I have 18 minutes to spare for that. Um, sorry for the long email. It was so long. Uh, so I just, long. I just had quite. I, you just casually glossed over the fact, like, oh, and you really got me into Bruce Springsteen. Like, right. Tell me more. Yeah. To give us Greece, more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I just had quite a lot to say, and it's been seven weeks since my last one. Yours sincerely, Jamie. In Steve's words, whilst reading my email from seven weeks ago, Kristen, it sounds like you're his spirit animal. <laughs> he is. Mm-hmm. And he's from Scotland. Oh, yes. So there you go. So, Jamie, thanks for emailing. You were our one emailer in the month or so we've been away. And uh, we thank you. Thank and you so much And I'll be back in May. Headed back to Scotland. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Good. I think... I think my friends have basically decided at this point we're going to go to Scotland every year and then just somewhere else. Scotland, Scotland's the new Orlando. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. I'd rather go to I'd rather go to Scotland every year. There's always something to see in Scotland. Sure. Plus, it's beautiful and tranquil and amazing. The only thing that I'm upset about is that we're not going to Glasgow mm-hmm. again, so I can't go to this gin spa that I found. Right. I hope to go to Scotland one day. You should get there. It's beautiful. And the people are so nice. I feel like, very drawn. Like I feel very drawn to the place. It and Ireland. Just all those all the all the Celtic lands. I think I'm going there this summer too. You're going to Ireland? I think I might, yeah. All right. Well that'll be awesome. <laughs> World Traveler. Hmm. World Traveler. Good times. <laughs> um so speaking of Speaking of being across the pond, today was it today this news all dropped, Kristen? Yeah, because I woke up after going back to bed after the gym and i had about eight text messages of it bless your heart for going to the gym i've been going to the gym this month oh look at you yeah do you go at 5 a.m no i don't i go around Uh, 5 p.m though oh there you go yeah yeah so uh trying to trying to get back you know you know how it was back in the old days Mm -hmm. trying to get back on that little train love it yeah um i am here to support you so I was tagged today, and I ended up tagging you in the comments, just so you know, um, in a post by our friend Rich that um, basically it was Led, Ze- uh, Led Zeppelin. Good Lord, Whoa. sorry. Mm, I, you got him on That's my brain. Our, pre, our pre-show conversation, you got <laughs> him on my brain. Uh, three big announcements from Def Leppard. So first of all, their catalog is now available to stream and download online. Yes. This is huge because Massive. they've we were been one of the last bands. Yep. They've been holding out, you know, they wanted to make sure they got all the rights and the money right and everything that they would get for this for these type of deals and you know, I respect them for that uh and and finally I guess they, you know, no details on that. Of course, they didn't give the details, but finally I guess they came to all the Agreements they needed to, and it's there. Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, it's all there. Every song, every album. And you know what I loved in that video that that was, like, attached to the thing you comment or you tagged me in? Like, they go back. Mm-hmm. Like, they start with On Through the Night, yep. and they do, like, Blood Runs Cold, and I'm just like, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. And at first I thought that was, like, a tour video, and I was like, what is this telling me? Why are they playing all deep tracks? Oh my god! <laughs> is this the greatest dream I've ever had in my life? I think it I, may be. I almost spontaneously combusted, Steve. <laughs> I was still in a sleep 
sleepy haze. <laughs> so that's, I mean, but that is exciting because for the longest time, as we've said, as I just said, you know, that they could not get the money worked out. And, um, and, and so, and now they have. Thank goodness. Love now, it. secondly, North America, six-month tour, six tour coming up. The ticket's going on sale on February 3rd, uh, and they're hitting arenas and stadiums across North America along with Journey. This tour, it should just be called the Rock Out Loud Tour. Right. Like, let's be real. Yes. So I looked into it, and uh, it looks like they're in Atlanta on July <gasps> the 1st. And uh, Birmingham uh, in August. Mm. So depending on, Birmingham's only, you know, they're both about the same amount of miles away from me. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So based on, so there's a, there is a chance, you know, depending on how things go this summer and depending on how things go, I'm sorry, this spring, there's a chance I may be going to both shows. Oh my God. I... I will be the happiest panda if that happens. And at that point, if I'm able to go to both shows at that point, I will have seen Def Leppard thrice. Oh, and then Journey. And Let's Journey. not rule out Journey, Steve. They're like your favorite band. Well, they're not my favorite. <laughs> but you love Journey. I do you love have, Journey. You, in, I do. In the rock out loud world, Steve, yeah. you fly the Journey flag I, hard. I feel like I do. I feel like I fly it okay. You know, I feel like I dig. I, I'm a fan of the hits of Journey. You know? And that's all they do. That's true. Now imagine if Steve Perry was back in the band. Oh my gosh. A, that would be amazing. Yeah. B, I was saying this today. It is amazing how like the right tour package mm -hmm. can take two bands that do like the sheds and the amphitheaters every summer mm -hmm. and put them into arenas and stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody, take note. Thank you. Yeah. Well, there'll be um they're going to be, oh, they're going to be up your way June 11th. June 11th in Philly, baby. I'm already planning. It's a Monday. Um, and uh, they'll be, uh, as I said, July 1st. Um, they're going to be out in a, out at SunTrust Park here in Atlanta. And then on in August, it's uh, what a, it's a weird touring thing they got. It, it seems to make no sense. <laughs> um just the directions they're all headed in. But in August, they'll be in uh, Birmingham, Alabama at the Legacy Arena at the BJCC. So, um, yeah, depending on ticket cost, I may go. And old Michael High Nip of the Golaverse, of the Mixer Zoo crew, he's in Birmingham, and he and he's talking about going in August as well. So, Ooh, there you go. Yeah, may not, may not be going alone. Ugh. Now, my group, the Dirty Governors, who I've talked about before on this show, that mm -hmm. they broke up. They got back together for two shows, Kristen. Did you go? They Well, they, they just, tickets went on sale this week and sold out before I could get to them. Oh, yeah. are they on StubHub? I haven't really checked. <laughs> so, but they'll be in April in Atlanta. And uh, I was like, oh, this is exciting. Oh, I can't get them. Are they from Atlanta? No, they're just in the South. They're from the South. Oh, they're okay. from Mississippi. I think they're from either Alabama or Mississippi, I think. They just play a lot. Of, they play a lot of Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Tennessee, Georgia. You know um, what's crazy? What's that? So I'm looking on StubHub mm -hmm. because, you know, I look out for you. Right. Um, 
in Atlanta, like the first tickets, a hundred dollars. Right. Then in Tennessee, forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Then again in Tennessee, seventy five dollars. Then again in Atlanta, ninety three dollars. Mm-hmm. What the hell, man? Yeah. Well, wow, there's a lot of guys in this band, and they are actually pretty good looking. Yeah, they are. Um, they're, they're. I mean, they're. They've got a pretty good following. They've got a very ardent fan base mm-hmm. around these parts. So, and and the, I mean, the tickets the other day when they went on sale initially were thirty five. Oh. Uh, yeah. Of course. You just wait till. Um, you wait till closer to the event and watch mm-hmm. the prices dip. We'll see. Or you do what I did for Liam Gallagher and just every single day go on the website and try to buy a ticket. <laughs> Only to have the concert get canceled anyway. Oh. Boom, 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 boom. I know. Awful. But now, you, and then and then their third big announcement from Def Leppard is that they're going to be touring with Cheap Trick over in the UK. Um, yeah, but don't leave out the most important part of that story. They're playing Hysteria start to finish on that I'm tour. I'm sorry, yes. They're playing Hysteria start to finish on that tour. That's huge. Which, that makes me be like... Like, okay. So, Joe is going to be on... And Neil Sean are going to be on Eddie Trunk show, mm-hmm. I think, on Monday. And I need Eddie Trunk to ask, are you doing Hysteria in the States? Please, God! Now... <clears throat> We've already it's looking like we've already got tickets for sale over there. Really? Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. It, it's they're they're going to be with Cheap Trick uh, in Dublin, Belfast, Cardiff, London, Nottingham, Newcastle, Glasgow, Manchester, oh. Sheffield, Liverpool, Birmingham, Birmingham again, and it's all in December. Mm. Right there. When's the Sheffield show? Uh, the Sheffield show, according to the website, is uh, December 14th. Okay, when's the Glasgow show? The Glasgow show is December 11th. Okay, good to know. So, <laughs> right there in the midst of heavy retail time, Kristen. I know, but mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to the UK in winter. <laughs> All right. <laughs> keep us, Keep us posted. Because I will 100% be going by myself. Maybe not. Maybe not. I would be able to wrangle one of my friends into going. I bet you could if you try hard enough. Mm. That's awesome. I mean, I got you to go to Springsteen, so. Yeah, that was great. And I would go back again. Now I just got to get you up here to go to Springsteen with me. Because that would just be epic. I don't know if I could stand it. It would just be epic. And you would be able to stand it. I'm scared of all of the people in... The New Jersey slash Philly area that are Springsteen fans. Why? Because we're crazy? Yeah. We're just really intense. We're really passionate. We're passionate about everything, Steve. Just straight up. Yeah, it's really kind of... But you're part of the team. It's not like you're like, oh, yeah, like I think Bruce really sucks, but I'm here. Like It's not like that. We're not going to beat you up. Of course, he's he's on Broadway for most of 2018, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Stupid. Yeah, that's so dumb. Someone um, periscoped the entire show the other night, which I was really appreciative of. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated it too. Oh, I'm sure he loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was great for me. I was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't go to this. I don't know, like Bruce with an acoustic guitar, and then like bring in Pad. Like, okay, like I would rather have Bruce just talk. Like, don't do like that awful version of Born in the USA. 
because it's awful. Mm. It's just not good. It's not. Have you heard the acoustic version of Born in the USA? I have not. It's awful. Don't listen to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> are, you, are you sure? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to pull it up and give your opinion, that actually might be great. Because I think you might get through, like, ten seconds. Well, challenge accepted. <laughs> I've had to sit through that song live, like, four times. Really? Yeah. Doing I think it, I've, I doing think I've heard the actual Born in the USA version, like, maybe once. He has a play. He plays it a lot in Europe, which is weird. <laughs> All right. I've got one that was posted 11 years ago. I mean, it's old, so. Okay. I'll tell you if it's the right one. Okay. Awful. I don't I don't like what he did to it. My dad always says Bruce can make a bad song great and a great song terrible. And there is your uh there is example A. I don't know why he did that. I don't I don't know why he did it that way. <laughs> Anyhow. Bruce, why did you do it that way? Yeah, Bruce. I, I just don't get it. Dear Bruce, why did you do it that way? <laughs> it sounded like you were about to jam out on something pretty cool acoustically and then Nope. And then you did that. Nope. <laughs> Oh, well, Rob uh, Rob Thomas slapped your hand. He did. He did. And then he also sang a few things to me. But one of the things was um, Lonely No More. He, like, looked and gave me, like, the nod and, like, winked when he sings the lyric and you sing to me in its harmony. <sighs> it was amazing. And I got Here's Looking at You, Kid, which we've played on this podcast before, mm -hmm. and You Won't Be Mine. Amazing. Like, I just, I love him. Thank you to the lady that gave me her second row ticket. <laughs> now, and this was in a small venue. Yeah, it's in the music box in Atlantic City. The, it, like, I, I watched your video you posted on the Rock Out Loud Twitter, and, um, and and I could hear the way the people were cheering, and I asked you, I said, this is this is a tiny venue, and you're like, yeah, five or six hundred. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean... Like, he could have met every single one of you individually if he wanted to. Well, um, at the end, what for all that, the people What was that, that giggle? <laughs> for all the people that are jammed up against the stage, yeah. um, he, like, will sign stuff. Mm -hmm. um, or, like, sometimes take a selfie. So, like, I have a few pictures of me, like, really creepily smiling because I'm just like, oh, my God, with him in the background. <laughs> that will literally never see the light of day ever. <laughs> Yeah, but now he, he took a picture with you, and he was kind of creepily smiling. I know, because he was just super excited. He because, was so happy to meet you. Yeah, because I'm Kristen from Jersey. That's right. He listens to the show. He knows what's up. 
he loves that we got so much hatred about talking about Matchbox 20 when we did it. I don't remember getting hatred about that. I do. I just remember, you know what I remember? I remember it being a great show, talking about talking about some great music. <laughs> That's what I remember. So that was an awesome concert. That was an awesome experience. Yes. That's great. Incredible. Can't and, wait till next year. And you saw the Killers for the 50th time. I did! Yeah. Someone asked me, they were like, how many times have you seen them Like at the show, like in our mm-hmm. club box or whatever? And we're like, yeah, this is like our ninth time. And he was like, oh, wow, that's a lot. And we're like, yeah. And then my aunt goes, yeah, she flew me out to Vegas to see him last year. And like I took her here in, in like the box. And he was like, you guys went to Vegas to see him? I'm like, yeah. Because they're amazing. And so they knew you were a fan. Yeah, um, but I feel like I finally saw the killers, like, the way I'm supposed to see the killers, because I always see them in smaller rooms. Mm -hmm. So, like, seeing them in front of 20,000 people or however many, like, 21,000 people or however many it was, um, and, like, to watch him command that room and to be, like, on the opposite side of the stage. Like, we were far, but we could see the entire production. That was amazing. Mm. And then we watched the Eagles like game because the Eagles are playing at the same time across the street because, you know, we can't have nice things. Um, so they, they didn't go on until 10 o'clock at night, which was ridiculous. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was awful. And um, then like the Eagles won and everyone lost their minds. So like Eagles chants were happening. And at one point Brandon was like, how the hell are you? And he's like, actually, I know how the hell you are because the Eagles are in the NFC championship. And oh, everyone was nice. like, oh, yeah. And then, like, at one point, like, they did an Eagles chant, and he was like, you know, we we had Randall Cunningham at University of Las Vegas. And, like, everyone, like, loses their mind, and he's like, we became Eagles fans because we would follow the star players of our college. And Randall Cunningham was, like, the best player. So it's like, even if that's not true, the way to endear yourself to the city of Philadelphia is to be like, we're Eagles fans. Yeah. So I was like, he's he is a smart cookie. And then like some kid came on stage and played drums with them and was like totally fanboying out, which is hilarious. He let a kid on like when you say a kid. Like a like a college kid. How'd the get how do you do? I mean I could send you a video if you would like to uh to play a little bit of it. Well Um It went really good though. Like those are kind of like, they remind me of like Rocky moments because it's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, this kid like comes up from the stage. Oh my God, comes up on stage. Can he do it? Um, and I mean, he did it like, he, and he said he was like, I couldn't hear when I was up there. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, because it's so loud. Um, oh yeah. So, and so he didn't have a monitor or anything. No. Da-da-da. Okay. Sending you the link. Right now in our chat, um, you can obviously skip ahead a little bit because he has to pull him up on stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you want to watch that. No, who wants <laughs> to watch that? Okay, let's see. So the song kids starts sitting down. at like a minute and 30 seconds. All right, kid's sitting down. He's getting cheered.
Yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah. Oh, he just did a oh, he just did a feel. Way to go, dude. <laughs> like I was like, he's just kind of staying in his lane, doing his thing, and then he just hit that feel. And I'm like, good night. Look at him go. <laughs> and how about Brandon looked really classy? Oh my god. Wait, while we're on the subject of Brandon really quick, hang on. I mean I he's show you his suit. He's got him a suit on with you know no tie, he's got that shirt unbuttoned, he just looks he looks really classy. He looks slick. Now I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you what his encore outfit is because it's literally like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I told Angie, I was like, I'm going to lose my mind when he walks out in that suit. <laughs> and I did. Okay. Clicking on it. Here we go. You can also skip ahead to like thirty seconds. Oh, nice. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. What is that, like a yellow gold lounge suit? No, it is a gold sparkly crystallized suit. That looks like something C-3PO would wear to the prom. It is stunning. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. I'm like, there it is. There's your Vegas, That's your good. Vegas outfit. That's and good. And then, like... My dad was like, it wasn't gold. So he had this big fight about how it was gold and how it wasn't gold. He was like, it's not as gold as the lights make it out to be. Maybe he, like, maybe your true, dad's but right. It's still, but it's still gold. I mean, I just sent you a video where you could see, like, it's it's gold. It's not it's not yellow, but it's gold. Okay, well, if you say so. And it's super sparkly. He also has gold sparkly shoes, and I was wearing silver sparkly shoes that night. <laughs> so we're, we're spirit so you're animals like, So you're well. like besties? We are. We like sparkle. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. That's pretty cool, I guess. I'm trying to get to where I can tell the actual color because right now he's under some red lights. Um, he's always going to be under red go. lights. Did he paint his face gold, too? No. Looks like he did, Kristen. <laughs> Kristen, it looks like he painted his face gold. He did not. Kristen, he painted his face gold. I'm telling you. <laughs> 214, timestamp 214 on that video you just sent me. He doesn't have a gold face. Don't then, make me yell at you, too. Then there are lights that are shining on that uh, suit to make it look more gold than it is. It's still gold. Oh, my God. You were the worst. <laughs> look, you tell me his face ain't painted gold. You look it's at... It's not painted gold. 218. The timestamp is 2 minutes and 18 watching. seconds. Gold. This is where we fight. <laughs> it's okay if it's painted gold. I'm not making fun. It's not. He's just really sweaty. Mm, I don't. Mm. Then, 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 then he sweats gold. Okay, sure. That's great. all there is to it. I like it. I like his classy look <clears throat> that he had during the concert there because I thought he, you know, last the the video I have of him, it's kind of like a leopard skin something or another is going on. Oh yeah, like that. It's like a black, but it has like gold leopard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty fabulous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I prefer classy over fabulous, to be honest with you. I mean, he's just a classy man. You yeah. know, he's he's from Vegas, and he just keeps it classy. Sure, just like <laughs> just like San Diego. Um. All right. So, and I've done nothing. Nothing. No. Well, you've done stuff. Well, I hadn't done anything. You just like... haven't gone to the killers and stuff. Right. I've been to no concerts or anything like that. You haven't touched Rob Thomas. Have not. Have not. But I will. If he wants me to, I'll slap his hand. 
I'll slap hands. I'll slap hands with Rob Thomas. I could hang out with Rob Thomas, I think. I think you could, too, because yeah. he's super chill. Yeah, and I'm super chill. Call me Rob. We're best friends. All right. Well, Kristen, we got to do. We got to get into this because this is an idea that was sparked several months ago. Yep. And 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 I just, yeah, as always, you come up with the great ideas, and I'm just like, yes, let's run with that. <laughs> and um, I feel like you thought of this a little bit more. Oh, did I? I yeah, because I feel like I was like, yo, we should, we need to talk about the Hall of Fame, and you were like. Mm, or maybe we maybe it was me. I don't know. Whatever. It was both of us. All I know is is I'm tired of rap artists getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Steve has a big opinion on it. I do have a big opinion on it. <laughs> to the point where Steve said to me, "Kristen, no rap artist." As if I would put a rap artist in right. our Hall of Fame because we talk about rap so much, guys. And I'm not against. Understand? I'm not against rap. You know what I'm saying? Um. I'm, I'm perfect. But you're against it being in, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Right, and and I and because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm. and and it's not the Rap Hall of Fame. It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So if you want to put Sugar Hill Gang into the Rap Hall of Fame, that's fine. Do it up, <laughs> but don't put them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, and and so. And then there's also you got to pay to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, you have to pay to go to the event. It's like ten thousand yeah. a table. And it's just like it's a big scam. It's just a you know it's not to me. It doesn't feel like a true Hall of Fame. It feels like a business. Agreed. It feels like Jan Winter doing whatever Jan Winter wants That's to do. That's right. And I don't know who Jan Winter is. He's the guy from Rolling Stone. Well, oh. not anymore because he sold Rolling Stone. But mm. he was like the editor of Rolling Stone. Okay. Well, Jan Winter is not coming. Um, this is it's not his party. Absolutely not. This is the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. And and so our criteria are similar to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in that the first album had to be released twenty is it first their debut album twenty five years ago? Yes. And then uh beyond that it's whatever we like. Yep. So <laughs> Whatever. Well, no, we talked about influence. Mm -hmm. Like, those are the big, the, from what you hear, mm -hmm. those are the big things in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is influence and 25 years. Mm -hmm. So, that's what we did. And also, it's the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. That's right. So, it has to be bands that are relevant to Steve and I and our podcast. Mm -hmm. So, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, bye. Yeah, well... If you don't like it, buy. But before you before you say goodbye, head over to geekoutonline.com slash cure and donate. Uh, well, that by the way, that link is going to be available to donate through the thirty first of January. So it's a longer time this year than we've ever had uh, to donate, and um, and we're trying to reach our goal of five thousand dollars. Our backs are really against the wall, based on all the technical difficulties the Goalverse has had, throwing me off and and actually promoting this thing and preparing for it. So, uh, geekoutonline.com slash cure is uh is where you can go and donate if you will so let's get into the 2018 rock and roll hall of fame uh kristen we've said 25 years ago being the debut album and influence and what it means to us um you we actually thought we we were going to have some type of throwdown over um over the inductees this year we we thought we would kind of lock horns on a few things 
But honestly, and I say this in all truthfulness, um, when, when, when I started seeing your list being compiled and, and got, gotten to me, I realized that you and I were on the same page. May never happen again. <laughs> the first year, that's it. May never happen again. Uh, but I'll tell you this, this year we were right there. And, and if you think this is too on the nose, uh, you would not be wrong. However, this is the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. And I know that all of these bands and all these performers will be or would be honored to be a part of, of such, a, such an important um, institution in rock and roll music. So we begin with our first inductee. Uh, no, no surprise with this one. Ladies and gentlemen, they hail from the great state, the Garden State of New Jersey, it's one man and a bunch of friends, a guitar, some amazing hair, and some fantastic vocals, and the greatest love songs of all time, Bon Jovi. How about that right there, Kristen? Epic, so epic. So, we love Bon Jovi on this show. Now It's no secret. Now, what we love is old Bon Jovi. <laughs> yes. Everything up until, like, 2003. That's right. At least for me. Mm -hmm. Steve might, like, have a nice day. I don't know. I, you know, I don't care. I, I'm indifferent toward it. I don't, I don't have hateful feelings toward it, but I, I just don't, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm whatever with have a nice day. <laughs> Right? I hate it, but that's fine. Sure. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. What I don't like is John Bon Jovi doing country music. Uh, yeah, because this left felt wrong. Mm-hmm. Not right. Well, if you say so. Um, what I love about Bon Jovi is you go through the, uh, through the old backlog and everything. You get a lot of that great synthesizer that I like from 80s music that we've heard a little bit and you get those great power chords but you also get you, you once you boil it all down though to like Richie Sambora's guitars and everything else you just get amazing instrumentalists you get amazing vocals you get amazing song content Yeah, yeah. And that's like, that's 
7,800 degrees Fahrenheit Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it. That's right. That's one of my favorite eras of Bon Jovi. That's why I pulled it up for you, Kristen, as we're inducting Bon Jovi in the Hall of Fame. Here's another one Kristen loves. Yeah! had some songs on there that were you know definitely party songs Mm -hmm. but like slippery and new jersey were like the party records for a decade like for that generation well also you you had the anthems on there like living on a prayer Mm -hmm. you know you had uh you had the uh well good lord wanted dead or alive which has become i love it i recognize that it's overplayed but it's just this great song and if you've never seen them do that acoustic check it out on youtube with john bon jovi and richie sambora on stage just stripped down nothing but a guitar and a microphone it's the entire reason why unplugged is a thing that's right that's right uh i i've said kristen bon jovi crossroad is the greatest greatest hits of all time i mean it was that was the basis of the second episode we ever did that's right <laughs> that's right was crossroads <laughs> that's so true <laughs> so again rock out loud hall of fame like we have to go back to our roots yeah. we have to go back to like our favorite bands and like for me like as we all know bon jovi is finally getting in this year right like yay we're all so excited like john's been doing all the promo all the rounds with media um if anyone has the Sirius XM app or just Sirius in general, you should definitely listen to the howard stern interview because it was a great interview um and, like, he talks a lot about Richie and that whole situation. And apparently everybody's going to be there. <gasps> yeah. Are, so they, like are they friends again? I, I don't think they're friends again because mm. they haven't talked. They've only texted. But Richie's going to be there. He's going to play. Um, I've taken issue. And, like, it was funny because I posted this on the Rock Out Loud Twitter. And, like, it took off a little bit where I said that I took issue with the fact that John said, well, Richie can come and join us with the other guys in the band, like the current members. And I'm like, excuse you. Mm -hmm. You would be nowhere without Richie Sambora. Like he was your right hand. He was your writing partner. He was a better vocalist than you. Sorry, but it's true. Like those harmonies are, are signature. Like everybody knows John and Richie. Yes. So, and that, like, took off and people were posting all their comments and all their things. But, you know, I mean, and we talk about influence, too, right? Like, the band has sold 100 million albums, over 100 million. Like, 
they, they've obviously influenced some people. Sure. They've had 13 studio albums. Mm-hmm. The last one was last year, and it went to number one. Like it or not, like they obviously still have impact and influence. What can you say? And they've written some of the greatest love songs of all time. Well, there you go. That's where I was headed. I mean, stuff like this right here. Sing along, Kristen. You're just going to have to bear with me. This is Born to Be My Baby off of New Jersey. And I, this is just the beginning of me of like the greatest love songs of all time. I mean, there's like three more on this record that could also qualify. Right? Oh, we'll hit them really quickly, all of them. <laughs> You were born to be my baby Baby, I was made to be your man I mean, come on, Destiny of Love? Come on, what are you talking about? Born to be my baby? And then... Oh. I'll be there for you? That, like, John and Richie just going back and forth? Mm. I pray to God you give me one more chance, girl. Um, the, the line, I'll be there for you, these five words, I swear to you, should not work. That those that couplet should not work, but it so does. It's that it's because you feel it. Like they make you feel the emotion. Yes, mm. yes. And then that oh the scream he lets out in this one. Oh my God! Didn't mean to miss your birthday, baby. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd seen you blow those candles out. Oh. Get out of my face! Yeah. This is the reason why you were the first love of my life. <laughs> Oh man, that's so true. It's so good. It's <laughs> so real. I mean, I think, like you I just got so ahead. real. Oh man. I think we need to hear it, Steve. Oh, you need to hear the scream? Oh yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me get back to it here. I just got super Canadian there, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Couplet should not work. I don't want to miss the bridge. Here we go. some good stuff just get out of my face (laughs) and of course the greatest love song of all time i mean we can't we can't talk about bon jovi and not play this it's sacrilege right that guitar though Mm. i can feel it you know this is bed of roses and one of the things i remember when we talked about 
this song at some point. Um, it, it, the the anachronism of the payphone line yes. and how that doesn't work today, you know, and and the fact you know wasting quarters in this old payphone. It, it's like if you've not. Yeah, I was talking to a friend from high school the other day, and if you've not done the thing where you've been off and you've had to depend on a payphone for you to get in touch with your lady or your man, you just haven't lived. I mean, you don't realize how how easy you got it. So, um, but yeah, so that I mean, look, Bon Jovi, some of the greatest love songs of all time, and not only that, I mean, they just jam out. You know, they know how to. They that back in the day, they knew how to jam from, and and their and their songs have lasted uh for so so very long um you know people still run around singing living on a prayer and everybody shot through the heart near to blame and you give love a bad name you know um people people talk about going out in a blaze of glory and they start singing it like it's like it's their song that they wrote or some such and um they're just they're they they're i think they're more than worthy of being the first inductee into the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. Agreed. To it, quote to quote you, Steve, they have entered into the zeitgeist. That's right. <laughs> they are. They have songs. They really that are. Yeah. It's like they are. They're inescapable. You mm-hmm. can't get rid of them. Yeah, I'll never forget, ladies and gentlemen, fifth, sixth grade skating rink music. Which I'll be honest with you, "Bad Medicine" for me may still be the perfect rock and roll song. Really? I just i I have such an affinity for this song and a love for this song, and it's got everything going. You've got the guitars going, the drums are just rocking hard. You've got the whole synth thing happening, and they even they even turn it around at the end. They do the false finish, mm-hmm. and uh, you just can't. To me, you just can't beat that. I also used to challenge myself to be able to sing that like whole bridge where mm-hmm. that like I need a respirator because I'm running out of breath right. like that entire thing I was like no like I need to not be able to have like I don't I can't take a breath I have to get through all of that and mm-hmm. I used to challenge myself to do it. <laughs> I could just see little Kristen running around trying to mm-hmm. sing it all and getting out of breath. Yep, and then I would do the dance like in the video where they're all standing there and they're all like snapping their fingers, and yes. then they do that thing where they're all like tapping their feet and like shimmying, jazz handsing their hands. Mm. Oh, iconic! Mm. I could literally just recite Bon Jovi videos in my head; like they're just like burned into my head for all time. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! One more time. With I'm not feeling. done. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. And then, like, Richie, like, just, like, the fretboard on fire, like, he just, like, slides up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Epic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, that is, uh, that's inductee number one into the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. So, So as you can see, uh, we're bringing it. That's right. That's right. We're bringing the love on, on this episode. Uh, well, number two, again, I don't know that this group will come as much a surprise to anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Def Leppard. Oh, where's my applause, people? Applause! Thank you, everyone. I'm honored to accept this on behalf of Def Leppard, Kristen. 
please, please do, but make sure that you send it to me in six months so I can have it for the rest of the year. Oh, of course, of course. And then I will send it back. Oh, man. Def Leppard. Oh, the song. I don't know where else we could start except for this one. So yeah, I mean, look, Def Leppard is good night. I don't. I, I started at Hysteria, but I don't really know where else to go because it's all so good. One of the things, Kristen, that you've done such a good job on this show uh, and even before this show about is um, is is promoting not only Def Leppard's early stuff like Hysteria and Pyromania, but also making sure people understand that their stuff on into the '90s and 2000s, yes. just as good. Listen to this rock. I mean, that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> I mean, that groove, like yes. that's the thing that I love with Def Leppard is like they there's always a groove there. Mm -hmm. Like even going to the self-titled record that came out like what 3 years ago now, yeah. like Man Enough, go away. Yes. That yeah. groove. Well, let's go back to some old school Def Leppard, really old school. Here we go. encourage everyone to now that especially now that you can spotify them and get them on all the streaming and everything to just start with and, and just roll through all of the entire catalog of yeah. Def leopard i mean it's it's that the stuff is that good they are honestly the only band that i can honestly say every single one of their albums i love like, there is not a bad song. There are songs I like less than others, but there's not a bad song on any of their albums. Even the stuff in the 90s that people did not like, like Slang and Euphoria. Like, uh, Slang is one of their best records. It is incredible. Slang has got a lot of good stuff on it. Oh my God, Where Does Love Go When It Dies? Great song. Great <gasps> song. Blood Runs Cold. And if, <gasps> and, if you want, and if you want some of that classic Def Leppard, like, we're going to... Sneak a love song in on you. All I want is everything. Woo. Is fantastic. And this is this has kind of become my unofficial Kristen theme song. Is this song? <laughs> like a 
So I, that was a staple on the Big Honkin' Show for a while when we were doing Friday nights late. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you are welcome for that. And, um, so, okay, I have I have some amazing, like, credentials for Def Leppard. Okay, okay. Are you ready for them? Yes. Okay, again, like Bon Jovi, they have 100 million albums. Good more than night. 100 million albums sold. 11 studio albums. Last in 20, The last one they had was in 2015, which we've already talked about. They started basically the entire wave of 80s hard rock. Mm-hmm. They were one of the first bands played on MTV. They were one of the first metal videos to ever be played on MTV. Two of the best-selling rock albums, or just albums of all time. Pyromania sold 10 million. Hysteria sold 12 million. Wow. Two diamond records. I'm just skipping around trying to get as much as I can of them, Kristen. I love it, and I'm okay with this. Also, when I was searching around today, I found some stuff that I was like, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So I was looking at, like, the singles released from Pyromania, Mm because we all know the big ones, right? Right. And I discovered that Coming Under Fire, Billy's Got a Gun, and Action Not Words were all released as singles from Pyromania. Really? And, yeah, and didn't chart too bad like coming under fire and billy's got a gun 24 and 33 and then action not words hit number 42 i mean two out of the three there could have made the top 40 i mean they Um, did make the top 40 yeah and like billy's got a gun is like my favorite song off pyromania and like the fact that they released that as a single because i don't see that song as single at all but like action not words and coming under fire oh boy yes so good (laughs) and then we all know hysteria we did an entire thing about it but basically every song on that record is a damn single yes indeed it is and uh and well i mean pyromania hysteria is just one of the greatest one two punches in rock album history yeah It's that, uh, it's that, what did Mutt Lang say? He wanted to make the Star Wars of... Um, Star Wars for the ears. Star Wars for the ears. And that's what those two, both of those albums, I really feel like are. Um, and like as you said, we've, we've done Hysteria. Um, and my gosh, I, look, I'm a, I love Adrenalize. Oh my God. Adrenalize has some of the greatest love songs of all time. You talking about this one? Nope. Wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> that's what I am. <laughs> of course, we play "Let's Get Rocked" as our intro and mm-hmm. uh, and our outro. Now, this is the old Pizza Place jukebox song. Now, oh yeah, all the fields.
God bless Def Leppard. Also, a song off Adrenalize that I think is totally underrated is Tonight. Like, those backing vocals, and, like, there is a video of them doing that song acoustic, and Joe's vocal oh, wow. is incredible. Like, just love. And also, before we move on, Steve, I mean, I think you have to play something from their last album, because well, I tell flawless. you, I tell you, I was going to do that, and, um, and, and, and the only thing I could think is to kind of play a little bit of blind faith because that is that is the song that is we listen we did a listening party for this one and neither you nor i had heard everything off this album yeah i think this was our first listening party i I think it was and as we went through this album um you know i was digging it you were digging it and i i think it was a solid album all the way through and then as we get down to this final track i mean there, there was a bit of melancholy to it there was a bit of is this it? Is this their last album? You know, did they did they hold off and self-title their final album? Is that is that what's going on here? And if if so, is this a good send-off song? Mm-hmm. And it kind of started off, you know, to me it's got a very, you know, almost a grungy feel. I don't want to besmirch the name of Def Leppard. But then there's just this great guitar playing that's going on through it. Well, here. Can you show me why? And but there's this moment at the end where it's like, oh no, it's not over. No. Um, and and let me and 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 it's almost like Joe's saying, let me give you a little bit. Let me <laughs> let me give you a little bit of classic. And and I know you and I both just absolutely almost squealed over the situation. Um, I got chills from it, and uh, it it just shows me they're still got it. And for those, and there are people who question the the talent of this group, which is just mind boggling. Well, I think they feel like because of Pyromania and Hysteria and how produced those albums were, that they didn't realize just how much playing went into it. But these guys live have great vocals; they have great harmonies. The, their playing is spot on, and and they are they are a super talented group of, and of human is beings. Live. Yeah, nothing is pre-recorded. It there's is... no backing tracks. There's nothing. And they just do a great job. They are they are super talented, and um, and, and I yeah I get like almost the way people think I'm going to be about Star Wars when they don't like Star Wars is how I am with Def Leppard <laughs> when when they tell me Def Leppard's not not really that talented then i that's when i start getting really defensive and start going Kristen on them you're protective i really am <laughs> because it's like you, you just don't you, you don't know what you're talking about so quit talking you know yep. it's like hey you shut your mouth you don't talk about that they're not just pour some sugar on me who asked you that's right <laughs> i did it check this out we'll get into it we'll get into the rest of this song here it's pretty good stuff it's a good way to end their induction here.
I just, I, it's still. Still gets to me, Kristen. You tell him, Joe. Every time. Still gets to me every time. We are, I mean, like, again, it's no surprise, and I'm so happy to have Def Leppard in the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. I mean, but there are very few that are more deserving. Uh, absolutely. 100% agree. Um, well, moving on. To our third inductee, this is another group that has been very active uh, on many of our playlists and stuff throughout the years of Rock Out Loud. Ladies and gentlemen, Queen. Kristen, um, I start with this because everybody knows it and sings along to it. Even if you're at a Green Day show in oh, England. That was like the highlight of my summer. That was the best viral video of 2017. Um, now, we've never done uh, a Queen-centric episode. No. But Freddie Mercury did make our number one greatest vocalist of all time. On we our... basically did that entire podcast so we could talk about Freddie Mercury and his amazing voice. <laughs> Seems I like mean, it. Seems we did. like I mean, it. I sent you that like the video of him doing We Are the Champions, mm-hmm. like just vocal only, and I was like, Steve, we have to do yeah. a best singer show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um now, Kristen, your love for Queen knows no bounds. We you, like as you've said, we've talked about it time and time again. And I just made a connection of something I've never connected before. Um, <clears throat> in 1975, they released A Night at the Opera. Mm-hmm. And in 1976, A Day at the Races. Yep. <laughs> never never realized that, by the way. That's a... <laughs> I just made that connection. Welcome to 2018, everybody. Wow. Yeah. Only, what, like 30-something years, 40-something years later? That's right. That's right. You do you, Steve. Uh, well, I do. And everyone does this at, at uh, sporting events everywhere.
We Will Rock You is has become the sports anthem. I don't know if they meant for it to be. I, I feel like they, like, I feel like they didn't. Because remember me and you were listening to that, um, that version that Brian May posted or whatever, and it's like, there was a time where, like, this wasn't played at sporting events. Right, yes, right. Like, what was that time like? What did they do? Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, right there's your influence, if nothing else. Oh, it's, my God, like, everyone in the world knows a Queen song. Mm-hmm. Oh, indeed, for sure. You've heard, if, if, even, even if it's like a commercial that you mm-hmm. heard it in, because their music is so out there in commercials, even if it's from Wayne's World and you've only ever seen Wayne's World, like everyone knows the Bohemian Rhapsody yep. scene. Yep. Like, I mean, every single time, like if you look up figures, like there's not like a like a solid number for how many records Queen have sold, but it's between 150 and 300 million records. Good night. Like, that's like everyone in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's insane. Yeah. Like, they literally influence everyone, whether it's, you know, the way that they do their backing vocals, the way that Freddie sings, the way that Freddie performs, the styling of Brian May, like the guitar styling, mm-hmm. the drums of Roger Taylor. Like, it doesn't end. And they had the greatest rock singer of all time. Uh, well, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, you talk about the influences even now, and I know that, that people get tired of... I know we get tired of hearing people when they first see him um, comparing him to Freddie Mercury, but I couldn't help but do it when I, the first time you showed me the struts. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, what an amazing performer and, and, you know, on stage guy that Luke is. And, and he's just, you know, it, it's almost like Freddie reincarnated in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know? And before that, you had Justin Hawkins from The Darkness. Like, yep. I feel like every generation or every decade, there's someone that is, like, unabashedly mm-hmm. Freddie. Yes. Where it's like they unabashedly are influenced by by them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, if you're going to, like, be influenced by someone or steal from someone or steal your moves, you're, like, whatever you're doing on stage, like, why not steal from the best? Oh. And he was. He was, an, he was a master showman, a master vocalist. And uh, and and they and Queen literally when they said we will rock you, how about they did? Mm-hmm. How about they did rock me? I mean, you look on like any lists online, and you like you like greatest live performance of all time, and Queen at Live Aid will always be on one of those lists. I mean, they did a damn medley of all their hits in like twenty minutes at like six p.m. in London, and it's still talked about to this day. Hmm. I mean, good stuff. He, like, oh, and, like, the band could literally do anything. 
Oh, like, sure. They could do like borderline thrash with like sheer heart attack <laughs> and stone cold crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they could do like the super tender love songs, like love of my life. Mm-hmm. And then you could do the rock anthem, like the super stripped down rock anthem. Like we will rock you. We are the champions. Like there was no limit to what that band could do. I mean, look, the- rockabilly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I mean, seriously. It's just like, uh, it's it's ridiculous what these guys are able to do. They refuse to be pigeonholed. Yeah, yeah. They refuse to be told that, no, you're a rock band and that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were a show. I mean, they, they, they were a show. And and as I said, Mercury of the Master Showman. And and it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't get me- And you can't help but play this. I've done my sentence. But committed no crimes and bad mistakes. I've made a few. I've had my shots and kicked in my bed, but I can't do. Chris and we have inducted them into the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. Uh, I feel like we've got to do a, a Queen show at some point. I 100% agree. Put I can't it in the believe, Marvel Notebook. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't done it, by the way. I mean, we have to save some things for later. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But it just feels like, how long have we been doing this now? Three, four years? Ooh. You know? I feel like maybe longer than that, but yeah. Yeah, it just feels like... <clears throat> we should have already done this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, basically, like we talked about, like everyone on our list, we've done a dedicated show to, except Queen. That's true. That's my New Year's resolution to do a Queen to episode. A, to a Queen episode in 2018? Yes. All right. You heard it, folks. Send your emails in now. Because hmm. you know Kristen's going to be hitting those deep cuts, and I'm just going to be hitting this. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Right now, with the three inductees we have, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, and Queen, the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame is the greatest Hall of Fame in the world, just with those For three. Music? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just with those three. It's unrivaled. Mm-hmm. Um, but we continue, ladies and gentlemen. Old, old do we continue. It's about to get real. <sighs> yeah. Everyone buckle down. Our next uh, entrant into the Hall of Fame is one whose show we did basically because, well, he passed away, and what a show it was. He is another great performer. He is David Bowie. Where's my applause, people? Oh. They had a moment of silence before the applause. And what you know what? I don't have the David Bowie pulled up quite yet. We're just going to have to start here. Sorry. Sorry to start there. I think it's a great place to start. I mean, this is a guy who I was surprised as we got into, because I didn't think I was that into Bowie or knew much Bowie when he passed away. And he's one of those that as I got into it and we got into doing that show, that I realized, yes, yes, I do know David Bowie. And just absolutely amazed at just the prolificness of, of him as an artist, 
and his ability to change through eras yes. and, and be relevant and still be good. He wasn't changing just because it, it never felt like he was changing just to keep up with the times. It felt like he was changing to continue to redefine the times. A hundred percent. Like there was a great quote that I read when I was looking up some David Bowie stuff and it was, um, I don't remember who said it, but they said there's old wave, there's new wave, and then there's David Bowie. Mm. Like always a step ahead. And even if like, cause when he did, um, like in the eighties when he did let's dance and, yeah. and you know, China girl and ashes to ashes, like that kind of era, like it was kind of in the realm of what was going on in the eighties with like the synths and all that. But it was so far ahead of what everyone else was doing. Well, like, yeah. he always laid the groundwork for what was next. Yes. Yes. And he and, and he did so unapologetically as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is the that that's that's kind of the key to him is that, you know, he was one of these people that was not afraid to be who he was, to perform how he was going to perform. And in doing so, he um, he he influenced and he. And he rocked the world. He rocked the world with his, with his art. And there's yep. and there's not many who can say that. You know, there's so many others who are the influenced. You know, and they don't know how to take their influence beyond a mimicry. And um, but there's very few who actually do the influencing. And I mean, David Bowie is the one. He he did it. I would just love to live like in that brain and like see how that works. Yeah. For sure. Because it's unbelievable. Like, another quote that I read that I loved was that because David Bowie succeeded in so many different styles of music, it's impossible to find a popular artist today that has not been influenced by David Bowie. Right. Right. Yeah, because as a, you know, as you say, with all the eras that he was in, someone, that was someone's formative years. Yeah. You know? Like, whether it was, you know, you, uh, Bono and Phil Collin from Def Leppard and Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, like sitting around their TVs in 1972 and watching him do Starman on top of the pops and them being like, I want to be in music because of that. Or in the 80s where everyone was like the new romantic Bowie era and the mm -hmm. Let's Dance Serious Moonlight tour. Or the 90s with Trent Reznor and that kind of industrial face he had. Like, every check every box. Yep. And I'll tell you, even this song being used as a joke in so many ways. I can't tell you how many um, movies and TV shows you hear, you see someone grab a brush or something and just ground. This is ground control to Major Tom. You know, I immediately think of Mr. Deeds. Yes, that, and I think of Chandler getting Joey's <laughs> camera <laughs> on Friends and doing it. So yeah, for sure. Um, I listen. I have. I've never been. You know, as we talked about when he passed, I was never a big Bowie fan. But the more I go back and listen to his stuff, the more I get deeper and deeper into him, and I just really enjoy what he brings to the table. Mm -hmm. Because because you're not constantly listening to the same thing, and because there is a there's a thickness to it. You know, um, it there, there's a there's a thickness to the to the to the music. There's a thickness to the lyrics. There's something behind it seems like a lot of what he's singing 
you know, even though even though the surface stuff is just enough, but you can still kind of peel back layers and layers and layers with his poetry that goes along with the music that's being played. Yep. I just watched on HBO, if anyone hasn't seen it, there was just a documentary called The Last Five Years, which was about, because mm. there was already a documentary called Five Years, yeah. which was about five like huge periods of David Bowie's life. And The Last Five Years was about the last five years of his life. And it was it was like heartbreaking to to watch. Like they have footage of his last ever concert, like after after he suffered like a minor heart attack, mm. and you could see like he's struggling to get through it. And then when he kind of got back into it creatively and did the next day and did Lazarus, like he knew he would never tour again, but he was still creating. And on his bucket list was he wanted to do a Broadway musical, so he created the Lazarus musical. And they were talking to the director at one point, and he said, like, um, I don't want you to use heroes in this. Heroes is too happy, and this ending is not a happy ending, because he knew that he was dying at that point. Mm. And they basically reworked heroes and made it a completely melancholy, heartbreaking song. Mm. And that's how the play ends. And then the entire documentary ends with... Bowie were like some interviewer saying to him like you know what about your legacy like how would you like to be remembered and you hear Bowie just like think for a second and he goes I'd really believe for the world to think that I really had great haircuts no. <laughs> like he there was always like that tinge of cheekiness right him. sure sure well you have to be if you're going to be Ziggy Stardust there has to be some cheekiness there right <laughs> so good it's so good <laughs> hmm. There's so much to play by him, by the way. I know it never ends. Like, and you've kind of just lived in the seventies. Like, you haven't even gotten into like. like well, you, ha you haven't played Let's Dance. It blows my mind. I, well, I didn't. I didn't want to. You know, I didn't know. I didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, come on, that's 80s glory right there. Oh, my God. You know? Let's dance. And, <laughs> put on your red shoes. Um, I love Modern Love. I mean, I think yes! my favorite song by him is Modern Love. I love this scratchy guitar at the beginning. Oh, and where was the music video filmed? The Spectrum in Philly. I do like that song a whole whole lot it just has that swing to it mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and speaking of you talking about 
um, like how much there is of his to play. Like we talked about on one of our shows about how Bowie has over a billion streams, which is insanity. Um, but I looked up the, the most popular songs that have been streamed Mm -hmm. and downloaded since his death. And I'm just going to read, read them off to you and you'll be like, "Uh uh-huh, know it, know it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start at one heroes, Life on Mars, Starman, Let's Dance, Under Pressure, Space mm. Oddity, mm-hmm. Rebel Rebel, Changes, Lazarus, which is a song that Steve played on the David Bowie podcast, or at least read the lyrics to that right. made me cry. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashes to Ashes, Ziggy Stardust, Modern Love, Moon Age Daydream, China Girl, Black Star, The Man Who Sold the World, Sound and Vision, The Gene Genie, Young American, and Young Americans, and Oh You Pretty Things. Wow. That's some good stuff. Mm. That's some good stuff. I forgot about Rebel Rebel. Oh, that's what Bruce Bruce covered Rebel Rebel after Bowie died. Yep. Yep. And it was amazing. And here's what sucks is I don't I don't, you don't have, have a, Rebel Rebel. I don't have Rebel Rebel. What? No. I don't have Rebel Rebel. Mind blown. I know. I can remedy that really quickly. I was gonna say but... we could just sing it. Yep. <laughs> I also saw the Struts cover Rebel Rebel, and that was awesome. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was great. I can't believe I don't have Rebel Rebel. Surely I've got it somewhere. this induction to bring a question to Kristen. Yes. What happened to Bon Jovi's hair? Oh my god. He's embracing age. Good for him. It's not a great look. It's not my favorite, that's for sure, but I figured you would enjoy the picture. I do. Bruce and Bruce and John Bon Jovi together. At lunch. They were having lunch? Yeah. Wow. I just, there's so much to play, and I know we need to move on and, and kind of finish this thing out, but. You can't stop. The power of David Bowie compels you. I gotta hit the hook on this one. Freak out on a moon age day. 
And I can't Thank believe you, Guardians of the Galaxy for that. And you got to do this one. Just just a little bit. I mean, because it, it, it involves both of the last two inductees. Yes, it does. People on the street. By the way, I, was, I, may have, I may have told this before on another show when we were either talking about Bowie or uh, um, or Queen. Queen. Yeah. I, uh, I have this thing when I hear someone talk about, well, there were people on the street. I go, people on the street. It becomes a whole knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> people on the street. Um, and, and if there's something that is remotely in the same syllabic feel of people on the street, I will do it like that. I love it. Yeah. It just comes out of you. Mm -hmm. Burgers on the plate. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Man, good stuff. A true icon. So that's David Bowie, our fourth inductee into the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. I mean, guys, like, we only have <clears throat> one more. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who, who's it going to be? I, I'm wondering, you know, and here's the thing. I, I wonder if people who listen to the show on a regular basis have it figured out or if they think we're going to throw them a curve. You know what? Let, let's just let's just spoil it now, guys. Steve convinced me it's Led Zeppelin. Yes, it's been a long time since I rock and roll. No, no, <laughs> no. Chris and I discussed it. That's going to end up being our death match, and the thing that will bring Rock Out Loud to an end is <laughs> is when it comes time for the immigrant song and all the catalog of Led Zeppelin to be entered into. The Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. But for this uh, for this episode, our fifth and final inductee, ladies and gentlemen, he's made me cry more times than any other artist on <laughs> Rock Out Loud. He's the boss, Bruce Springsteen. And we're just, uh, we're going to be here now for the next four hours on the show just playing Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so, all of sorry, you, sorry, guys. so everyone who tuned into the marathon hoping for some geek talk or some uh, some Disney talk or whatever, just get ready. It's now the Bruce a thon. They all hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, you know, and everyone has known if you've been listening to this show. 
you know, for for the duration of the show, you know that what Kristen did for me was get me out of just some of the main hits of Bruce Springsteen and really introduced me to the art and the music of Bruce Springsteen. And I am not ashamed to say that I became a fan of what this guy brings to the table and, and the fact that he is the boss. There's so much to love about Bruce. Um, and one of the main things that I love, and I've talked about this before, is that if you see him live or if you watch any of his live shows, um, just just anything you do, I mean, YouTube, anything Bruce live, and what you're going to see is someone up there enjoying what he's doing on stage. You're going to see the coolest guy in the world with the biggest grin on his face <laughs> as he's playing music, having a good time. And to me, that that was one of the things that sold me in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Phillips Arena on Bruce Springsteen. The other thing is honestly just how much I've cried on this show based <laughs> on the music of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I've had to take the lead a few times. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Independence Day wrecked me. Ugh. Wrecked me. Not ashamed it's to say it. So good. It's glorious. And hearing that live on the River Tour, like, like I said, like I knew where it was going to come up in the set list, and mm -hmm. I still was like an emotional wreck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just had to sit down. I mean, there was nothing I could do but just sit down and and uh, and weep as he as he played on the River Tour, and it was so good. Gosh, it, if you go to one concert in your lifetime, go see Bruce Springsteen, ladies and gentlemen. He. I mean. If you're gonna see, if you're gonna go to one concert, go to one that's gonna a last at least three hours, mm -hmm. and that you will see everybody having a great time. At. Yep, exactly. And 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 just know you're gonna have, and and you'll be a fan. You'll want to go see. I understand why people see Bruce thirty times. I'm sorry, are you talking about me? Uh, anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, because. For people on the outside, like for me, I understand sitting down, someone watching Star Wars 500 times. But for the longest time, I could not fathom, why would you go see someone multiple times in concert like this? Totally get it. Totally get it. It's because everything, everything is a different experience. Like, I've gone to, we've established it on the show, I've gone to 26 Bruce shows, and I've gone to some mega legendary, like, put this on my gravestone like this set list like this moment was amazing and i've been to some dogs so it's it's like it's a double-edged sword sometimes you're like oh my god this is the greatest and then you're like oh my god i can't believe i paid for that yes well <laughs> that's fine i i know the one i went to i was absolutely perfectly happy with the only thing that could have made it better was having someone there with me who appreciated bruce like me yeah sincerely I would have been hitting you in the shoulder. I would have been like, Birdlands. Yeah, it would have been good. <laughs> You'd have been like, oh my God, Kristen, stop. I mean, and talking about live, right? Because like that, I I told you like live is the way is the way for Bruce. That's what I was like 
So Steve's live seventy five eighty five. That's what you're gonna. That's what you're gonna start with. Right. Like that's your starting point. So again, like when I was looking up numbers and all that good stuff, like live seventy five eighty five is also one of the greatest selling records of all time. Wow. And it sold thirteen million copies. Good night. Yeah. That's a three-disc set, for those of you wondering, on the uh, live 75 to 85. And, and it's so good. It is good. It's got some great stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, whenever... Because here's the thing. Like, I specifically wrote on here Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Like, mm -hmm. that is who we are inducting. Right. Because, in reality, Bruce got inducted in 1999. Mm. The E Street Band got inducted in, like, 2015. What? Yeah, so here's what I say to that. Like, there was such, like, like anger mm -hmm. at Bruce when he broke up the E Street Band. Like, the only tour stop that he sold out, and I'm not, I'm not lying about this, the only tour stop he sold out on the Tunnel of Love tour was in Philly. Mm. Like, when he is not with the E Street Band, he will play, like, the Paramount Theater, which is a really big theater, or he'll play, like... The BB and T Pavilion, but when the E Street Band is there, he's doing stadiums. Yeah, like it's a very different thing, and it's very distinct between Bruce Solo and the E Street Band. And like every single time they tour, they're always on the top tours list. Like even this past year, when Bruce didn't even tour, he just played on Broadway. He was number 51 on the on the most profitable tours of 2017, and it was 55 shows. Well, and, you know, aside from all that success, he's meant a ton to this podcast. Oh, my God. You know, I don't know how many hours we've spent talking about Bruce, even when we weren't meaning to get into Bruce Springsteen. It's like the house that Bruce built. That's right. You know, <laughs> and, and I mean, in what a year for you... You got to shake the man's hand, mm, you hug know, him. hug him, and uh, his book. I I can't suggest highly enough, recommend highly enough. Uh, his his book um, is basically his autobiography. It is it is a tearjerker. It'll make you laugh. It will get you relieved that he worked things out with his dad before it was all over. <laughs> that was um, Steve's biggest concern. That was oh my gosh! It so much was. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, and it'll just give you an appreciation for the music because he does walk through his life as he is writing this music and putting together this music and finding the band and finding the E Street Band and, and why they broke up and why he broke them up and why he left and, and did his own thing for a little bit and why he brought them back together. And um, there's just so much that is good about it. And... And he tells his story in, in such a way that you feel like you're reading 
you know, an epic almost. I mean, it's it's like the most important story ever as you're reading it, it seems like. Yep. And it's, it's really good. I couldn't recommend it enough, yep. honestly. Sincerely, so... One I, other thing that I have to point out, because this kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes when you look at numbers, mm-hmm. like, you're like, wow, that's kind of crazy. So, he has sold 120 million records worldwide. He has sold 64 million in the U.S. Hmm. Like, he is such an Americana, like, piece of the American music fabric. I was like, wow, because usually it's the opposite. Usually it's, like, decent numbers in America, and then you look worldwide, and you're like, oh, yeah, way more have been sold worldwide. But not for this man. And gosh dang it, Steve, this song. I love this song. Finally got it, 26 shows in. (laughs) (laughs) It took you 26 shows to get Backstreets? Yes. Wow. I cried when I heard the piano intro. And I was throwing horns and headbanging. Yeah, dude, I, I couldn't be stopped. Backstreet's Kristen may be the song. I know Independence Day is the one that broke me. Mm-hmm. But I think Backstreet's may be the song that sold me. Really? Yeah, because that is that spoke to my life in a big way just because that's what we used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and our Backstreet's were old dirt roads and stuff. And you'd start on one end of the county and you'd come out on the other end having not seen a soul. <laughs> you know, because we were just riding on the Backstreet's out there. So, yeah, for sure. Oh. Kristen says the only way to listen is live. It is. And sometimes bootleg. Thank you, guys. Take a stab at romance 
I mean, Jungle Land is legendary. It is. And I can't believe it's like the only song not on 7585. Right? Well, it's too long. They've all, the, they've river, got all these... the river is 10 minutes on 7585. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. You mean 1137? There you go. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that story beforehand, though. Right. Woo! Right. Exactly. That's, that's where your concern about him and his father started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course, we don't have 10 minutes to play the whole song, of course, but... Uh... Man. But the hungry and the hunted explode in a rock and roll bands. Oh, good writing. I mean, like he is a great writer, and he's in his and like I said, the poetry that he puts on paper um, that goes with the music that they end up writing and, and putting together. It doesn't get better than than Bruce in so many ways. And so we, I'm indebted to Kristen for getting me into the music of Bruce Springsteen, and I'm indebted to Bruce Springsteen for making me embarrass myself and be a <laughs> blubbering mess on Rock Out Loud time and time again. So Indebted to Bruce for just existing. That's right. <laughs> so just thankful that I just got to tell you, like, oh my God, you've just impacted my life so much. Well, I was so proud of you that you held it together I, until you got to the car. Me too. And I have the car, the parking lot. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and exactly. So um, I said what I had to say, and that, that to me is what mattered more than anything. He didn't even have to respond to it. He could just be like, okay, bye. And I would be like, oh, my God. But the fact that he responded to it, said I was so sweet, hugged me. Ugh. Well, of course he responded to it. He's the boss. Well, I know, but he didn't have to. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. Well, that's it. That is our. Uh, that's the. That is the inaugural class of the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. We congratulate Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Queen, David Bowie, and Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band uh, for for kicking us off uh, here in in the Rock Out Loud Hall of Fame. We thank everyone for listening. We thank those of you who are listening right now live at mixer.com/goliverse and participating in the Cure Marathon. Head over to geekoutonline.com slash cure to donate. If you've got some, um, ooh. Look at that.
Well, it seems almost sacrilegious to go to our usual outro, Chris. <laughs> Chris. I know. It's like we can't fade out the sax The email is rockoutloudpod at gmail.com, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. Find us at the Guardians of the Goldiverse uh, Facebook page, and, of course, our Rock Out Loud Facebook page. Twitter is at rockoutloudpod. You can follow Kristen at xboxingthestars, and you can follow the entire Goldiverse at Goldiverse over on Twitter. And uh, we'd love to hear what you feel about our inaugural uh, Hall of Fame uh, inductees. And... Um, We'd also like to hear from you about maybe who you'd like to see in the future, down the road next year. Most importantly, we'd like you to head over to geekoutonline.com slash cure and donate. And we appreciate everyone uh, who has given so far and who will continue to give. We thank you as we press toward that hard mark to get to this year of $5,000. If we do it, it's going to be a huge victory. And we thank everyone for being a part of that. So until next time, um, I'm, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody. Rock on, guys. Bye. Happy to do now.